we want to price your home with a strategy that puts it in at market value. Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. Hi, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Get Me Ready to Sell podcast. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at the home seller success path so that you can sell your home with confidence. This is the overview of what it takes to actually get your home sold. There are six different steps to this success path, and we're going to look at each one of them in a little bit detail. There are other episodes of the podcast that go into a full explanation of these particular steps. So right off the bat, we want to partner with professionals. Now, more than likely, you didn't just wake up one morning and decide we're putting a sign in the yard and selling our house. There was some thought that went behind that. It's either a relocation for a job and you need to sell. Maybe it's time to downsize. You no longer need the size home that you have. Maybe it's time to move up because your family is growing and you need or you have um, extended family that may need to be living with you. There are lots of different reasons why you would want to sell your home. And to do that with confidence, you really need to have a conversation with somebody. Start with a real estate agent. Yes, somebody like me who can come alongside you, who understands all the ins and the outs of the market, who understands all of the, the time frame all of the forms, the contracts, all the stuff that's involved so that you're not having to navigate that all by yourself. That's where you start with a real estate agent. And that agent is able to help you connect with the other professionals if you don't already have those. Another one of those professionals is going to be a handyman, a contractor, a cleaner, somebody who's going to be able to help you with your home, getting it prepared to actually sell. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. You might know some of those folks. You might not know some of those folks. I had a conversation with a seller yesterday um, and uh, the house is already vacant, but they're trying to get all the rest of the stuff out of there. And they were asking me, hey, do I know somebody who could come and clean the house? Do I know somebody who could come and, and haul off trash? Uh, there's a few little odds and ends that need to be done. Is there a handyman? Do I know somebody who can come and take care of those? Yes, most real estate professionals have a team of people, other professionals who can help you with any of those projects that you might have around your house to actually get it ready to sell. Talk to that real estate professional, partner with them first so that you have access to the other folks that you need. Hey, and if you've got folks that you already know that can do those things, give them a call. I'm sure they would love to see how they could help take care of you and serve you in the needs that you have in this moment when you're trying to get your home ready to sell. You're also going to need to partner with a closing attorney, a real estate attorney, closing attorney, somebody who can help you navigate those paperwork, make sure it's all representing you and your best interest of um, the contracts that are there, because you're going to need to go and sign some documents to actually transfer ownership over to somebody else. So you need a closer, you need a closing attorney, somebody legally who can help you, help you and represent you in getting your home actually sold. Then you may need to partner with a mover, somebody who can come and pack your stuff, load your stuff and transfer your stuff to wherever it's going to go next. Uh, most of the time when I've moved, I've tried to do that stuff on my own. 
because I've not really been very organized for a, a mover to come in and take over. Uh, one move that we made, the uh, my new employer actually moved us. Uh, we had movers come in. They boxed everything pretty much. I mean, we pulled some clothes out. We packed a few a suitcase for two or three nights just in case things got, uh, we weren't actually able to get in our home and stuff like we were going to go on a little vacation. They came in, they boxed everything up. They loaded everything on the truck. They hauled the truck to the new destination and they put everything inside the home, uh, primarily in the rooms it was going to go in because that's how they marked the boxes. Uh, it was really good. Uh, if I ever move again, that's how I want to move so that I don't have to do anything. Uh, but anyway, you might want to be partnering with a mover and then selling your home. If you've had your home for any length of time, the way home values have skyrocketed since 2020, uh, you may have a lot of equity in your home, meaning you might be able to sell your home for a tremendous profit that could put you over the threshold for capital gains taxes. You're going to need a financial advisor, a CPA, a tax accountant, somebody who can help you navigate what you do with the money that you get when you sell your home. Even if you're going to buy your home, I suggest that you have a conversation with one of those financial professionals so that they can help you navigate uh, what you need to do for tax implications and for making sure you're set up for the future with the money that you do get from your home. So those are some of the professionals you might want to partner with a real estate agent, somebody in the trades who can do work on the home or clean the home, uh, an attorney, a closer, a real estate attorney or a closer who can help you out with that a mover who can pack and transport your stuff to where it needs to go and put it in its new place. And then somebody who can help you look at the money. Now, one of those that's not on there is going to be um, insurance, uh, an insurance agent, especially when it comes to life insurance. Uh, depending on what um, you do with the finances that you get, the money that you get when you actually sell your home, now might be a really good time to evaluate your um, life insurance coverage. Maybe you need more, maybe you need less, maybe you need to leave it the same, but chances are if you've had life insurance for a while, you bought a policy, you've been paying for it, uh, every month, every year, every quarter, whatever it is, mine's paid quarterly, uh, whenever that is. And that number was a good number when you got that policy five years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, now this is a major transition in your life that you're selling your home. Now might be a really good time to consider evaluating your life insurance to make sure it's actually what you need moving forward from this point. But those are just some of the professionals uh, that you would consider partnering with. And um, so, Find some professionals who can help you sell your home. Number two, prepare your home. There's a full episode. Episode number three is a full episode on preparing your home. Oh, and by the way, this is episode 15 of the Get Me Ready to Sell podcast. Uh, we're several episodes in and we're filling in some of the blanks with all these. But we filled in the blanks on prepare your home in episode number three, because that's one of the very first places that you need to start once you have the professionals you're going to be working with. You're going to need some of those. You're possibly going to need some of those in this area as you prepare yourself and prepare to get your home sold with confidence. When it comes to preparing your home, there's three options. One of those is to repair. There may be some things that don't work. Uh, I have a client who is selling a home. 
one of the ceiling fans in a bedroom doesn't work with the remote. We can't figure out what's going on with the remote, if there's some settings, if the fan really does work, doesn't work. So it's time to get a professional in there to do some repair to see if it's actually getting power. The light comes on, but the fan doesn't work. Um, so is, it, is the fan part getting power? Is it broken? Do we need to change some settings with the ceiling fan? I don't know what that is, but that's where a professional coming in that's going to help us do some repair to get that taken care of. There may be some other things that you need to be repaired. Now, if we can't get the ceiling fan repaired, guess what we have to do? We get to replace it. That's another element in preparing your home. There may be some things that can't be repaired or just outdated that need to be replaced. And replacing is also like repainting because you're replacing the paint that's on the walls. You may need to do some painting there. Uh, so repair, replace, or remove. Uh, get rid of the clutter. Get rid of any trash. Don't leave debris and stuff around. Um, I was with a, uh, a seller recently and they're clearing, cleaning out a house. And in this particular home, there were three different containers of yarn. Now my daughter's into crochet stuff. And she was like, do you know anybody, your wife, your daughter's mother, mother-in-law, you know, anybody that can use this yarn? Cause we're just going to throw it away. I was like, Hey, my daughter might want it. So guess what? There are three tubs of yarn in my truck right now uh, that are going to go to my daughter. Um, but that's removing, that's getting stuff out of the home. Find somebody that, that can use it, throw it away, whatever, but just get it out of the home. I try to tell my sellers, especially if they're living in the home, if you know that you're moving, it's, it's no, no doubts at all. They're going to sell their home, whether it sells in a week or six months, they're going to sell their home. I try to encourage them to go ahead and prepare your home as if you were a guest. Pack up the stuff you know you're taking with you that you don't need to live. Put it somewhere, whether it's in the garage or one of the rooms, preferably not in one of the rooms. But if it is, that's fine because it's just storage stuff. But move that stuff somewhere so it's not cluttering the rest of the house. You don't need people seeing all your private uh, pictures and memorabilia and valuables when they're looking at the home. There's videos, there's pictures, all that kind of stuff. So part of preparing your home um, is that moving that stuff, removing those things that you don't need to actually live while you're still living there in the home. So repair, replace, remove. Number three is to price your home. And this is episode number four. It's a whole episode dedicated to just pricing your home. Now, when you want to price your home, when you're going to price your home, you need to price your home based on the local market at that time. I have a conversation today with a seller who I talked to them a month ago about selling their home and now they're ready. I gave them some pricing a month ago. Do you think I'm going to go back and automatically just say, that's the price, that's a suggested price range? No, I did some research yesterday and I'm going to finalize that today before I ever have the conversation with them on what the market's done in the last month. Because we're going to use sales, comparable sales, homes that are similar to that, that have sold in the last six months. Maybe there's three new homes, three, three new home sales that have happened since that last conversation that could either push their price up or maybe say the price needs to come down. What's going on in the local market at this moment? 
That's why you need to partner with a real estate professional. In many markets, well, I won't say many, in some markets around the country, home sales are not public knowledge. You can't go and search records. And I serve in one of those states that that that, that is the case. You can't search public records to find out what your neighbor's home sold for. You can have conversations with your neighbor. If they want to tell you, that's fine. But you can't go and search the one around the corner, the one around the block, wherever it may be. A real estate professional has access to all that. And we're able to use that information to help you price your home at a level that's going to draw in potential buyers. So price your home on local market, not what some own, own website says, some online thing. I can even uh, produce you uh, online valuation. You can go in and click, put in your, your address. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can put in an address. That gives you kind of an idea. But when you do that, when I have people do that, I actually go back and I go through my process of getting them a customized price, not just what some online portal said future home may be worth. It may give you an idea, but I wouldn't run with that. It might be too high and it might be too low and you don't want to leave money on the table. So local market. You also want to take into account um, the value factors. Uh, the home I'm looking at this afternoon, it is a three bedroom, three bath home with a two car garage. There are others in the neighborhood that have sold. This home actually has a detached one car garage shop that's built on the back of the property at the end of the driveway. That's going to add some value to the property. I'm not just going to look at pricing based on other homes in the community that have sold that are similar size, bedrooms, bathrooms, age. Uh, this one's going to have a little more value. I'm going to put a little more value on it because of this extra space that can be used for a third vehicle, a shop, whatever somebody, a new owner might want to use it for. Um, so I'm going to add some value. So what are those value factors or the Countertops upgraded. Has it been, um, has new flooring been put down the last couple of years, painted inside and out? How old is the roof? There's all kinds of things in there that are going to affect the value of the home. A, um, a home with a roof that only has uh, about a two year, three year life expectancy left is not going to be uh, probably purchased for the same price as a home with a roof that's two or three years old because the new owners are going to be having to spend some money on a roof in the next two or three years to replace the one that's there. So that home, they're going to take that into account when they make an offer. Seller, you need to be um, uh, aware of those value factors about your home so that you're not overpriced and so that you're not underpriced. So let's talk about pricing strategies for selling your home. When you price your home, it is to drive traffic to come into your home. If we think your home is going to sell for $350,000, I'm not going to suggest that we list it for three hundred and ten dollars just to get a whole lot of traffic in there. And if we think it may sell for three hundred and fifty, dollars it could sell maybe for three fifty-five dollars or $360,000. I'm also not going to price it for three hundred and sixty dollars to only bring in serious buyers in there. Part of pricing your home is getting it, getting buyers to come in the home. And we're going to talk about promote your home in a moment. And promoting your home starts with pricing your home. You don't want to price it too low and bring everybody in that you don't need all these people in that can't qualify because you have no intentions of selling it for 310. 
you'd sell it for 350. You might would take 345 if that's what you got offers to come in for, but you'd really like 350, 355, maybe 360, whatever that number is. So price your home. We want to price your home with a strategy that puts it in at market value. There are strategies you come in and you undercut. There are strategies you come in and you price it way too high. There are going to be some incentive, some incentives that you can give, maybe a home warranty. Maybe you already offer that you're going to help pay the, some of the seller's closing costs. There could be some rehab uh, monies that you'll put back, uh, give back to the buyer so that they're able to put new carpet in, do painting, whatever. But those are all part of pricing your home. Make it local market. Uh, make sure you're aware of those value factors and different pricing strategies actually going to get buyers in your home. Hey, thanks for listening so far. I just want to make sure that you know about readytosellscore.com. On that website, you'll choose some statements that best describe how ready you are to sell your home. Then you'll get a customized list of items of things that you need to do to actually get ready to sell your home. I look forward to being able to help you any way I can. Now back to the show. Now, number four is promote your home. Uh, this is one of my favorite areas because I love marketing and there's a whole episode. Episode number five is talking about promoting your home. And when you promote your home, we want to target potential buyers. Pricing helps do that. We know who it is we're looking for and we want to go after those buyers to get them to look at your home. Look at pictures online, video online, do 3D walkthroughs whatever it may be, but we want them to put their eyes on your property and consider bringing you an offer. So we want to target those potential buyers, figure out who the best person is or best group of people is who might would want your home and let's go after them. That's what a real estate professional is helpful for in targeting that potential buyer and being a great marketer that knows how to get that potential buyer. We also want to make sure that we tell the story. Tell the story of the home in pictures, in video, in the description. Uh, there is life in this home and there's going to be life for the new people that move in, the new owners that have this property. There's going to be some life to it. So make sure you tell that story that's going to attract those buyers, those potential buyers to come in that want to see this home and make an offer. And then we're going to test various methods. We're going to leverage social media to the best of our ability. Some paid ads, some organic ads, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, whatever it may be, threads, whatever, whatever the new uh, or whatever is going on social media. Uh, we're going to put stuff out um, with email. We're going to make it available on all of the different home selling sites, all those different things. There's all kinds of methods. There may be a sign in the yard. There may be a way for people to text a code in all kinds of different ways. There's all kinds of different methods to make sure that the right potential buyers see your property. They learn, they learn the story of the property and then they're going to come look and hopefully make an offer. So promoting your home, it's mainly about marketing, but that starts with really getting it priced right and making sure it's prepared for properly. Uh, you might want to sell your home as is and it's trashed. I did look at one home this past week that hasn't been lived in in about three years. It looks like squatters moved in and it's a wreck. It's going to be a total gut job and basically a brand new rehab. It's going to be a great house for a flipper to come in and get. Um, there's not a great story for that one and it's not going to be prepared to get top dollar. Uh, so it's going to be sold for what it is, but we also need to make sure that 
your home, when we're promoting it, we've priced it right and we've prepared it for the price that we're setting it at and that we're attracting those potential buyers that might be for your particular home. Now, once we've got the house ready, we've got it priced, we've got buyers coming in, we get an offer, you accept an offer. Now it's time to persevere through close. That's going to be number five. And number five, this is, we, we've talked a little bit about closing just in last week's episode, episode number 14, about what you can expect in a closing. And that's really that time frame that you're actually signing the documents and stuff. So, and getting through all those. But when we talk about persevering through close, there are several things that are going to happen after you accept an offer on the property. One of those likely to happen is a home inspection. Most of the contracts, or at least in my market, the contracts I see give the buyers a time frame to have the home professionally inspected, whether it is a home inspector, HVAC, roof, instructional engineer, whoever they want to come in and pay for an inspection. They have a right to have those inspectors on the property inspecting the property on their behalf. They're going to get an inspection. Based on that inspection, they might come back and ask for some repairs, some things to be done to the home. As the seller, you're going to need to navigate through all that. So you might get a list of things that they want repaired. Uh, I recently submitted a list to a seller for buyers that I represent or some things that they would like to see done in the home. Primarily, I try to get my buyers to look at only safety issues. Basically, if it's electrical, if there's any potential with electrical that somebody could get shocked, the house could burn down. We want to get that taken care of on the front end if the buyer, if the seller will agree to that. We're going to ask for those things. Um, now, we're not going to ask necessarily for a faceplate that's missing off of a receptacle. That's a 50 cent piece that you can put on in about 30 seconds. Not going to make them. I'm going to try to get my buyers to not put that on the seller for something that simple. And you might think, well, it's that simple. Why not ask the seller to do it? As a seller, you've already done a whole lot of stuff to your home, more than likely to get it ready. You're moving out, you're leaving memories, all kinds of things behind. Uh, and uh, one more small little thing that's really of insignificant expense that the buyer can just take care of. I'm going to try to convince my buyer to not ask for those things. But you may get, I did have a buyer one time that wanted um, the dripping water from the uh, washing machine cold valve to be fixed. Now, the guts inside those valves deteriorate over time. Chances are if the washing machine wasn't had didn't have any work done the last 10 years. That valve's never been closed and it was only closed when the washing machine was moved out. So they closed it and guess what? It didn't seal properly and it drips a little bit. That's a fairly simple fix. Um, and it could be a bad one if everything were to twist and to break off in there, it could be difficult. But I tried to encourage my buyers, don't, don't press this one. It's a, it's a simple homeowner fix, not an expensive thing to have a plumber to come in. You may be doing a variety of things. They could take care of it while they're there. But as a seller, you might get a list of repairs that are that the buyer is requesting you to make. Persevere through all that. Continue to be patient through all that. Um, if it's something that you can fix easily, inexpensively, maybe fix it or just say, hey, we're not going to do that. That's why it's persevere through close because that inspection uh, on behalf of the buyer might find some things that the buyer asks you as a seller to be responsible for taking care of. 
And you're going to have to decide whether you're going to do that. It's going to create, possibly create some tension for you. If the buyer is getting a loan on the property, or even if they're paying cash, there may be stipulations in the contract to purchase that they're going to get an appraisal. An appraisal actually is what sets the value for the property at that moment in time. And the lender is going to base the amount of money that they lend on the property on that appraisal. They're going to lend a percentage. It could be 100%. It could be 97%, 96.5%, 80%, whatever. They're going to loan a va- a, an amount, a percentage amount based on the appraiser's value of the home. If you're selling your home for $350,000, and the appraisal comes in at $340,000, there's going to be a $10,000 gap that the buyer is going to have to make that gap up if they're going to get a 95% loan on the appraised amount. They're only going to get 95% of 340, not 95% of 350. And they're prepared to pay 5% of 350, but not... 5% of 340 plus an extra $10,000. So there may be some renegotiating based on the appraisal. If the appraisal comes back at 360, well, you're selling it for 350. They've got some instant value in it. Chances are, at least in our market, you're not going to know as a seller what it appraised for. All we're going to get back is an is a appraisal or a statement that says it the appraisal substantiates the price. You're not going to know if it appraised for 350, 351, 360, whatever it is. Uh, but if it appraises for less, they're going to give us the top sheet that said, hey, it appraised for 342. Um, so there are some ways to challenge all that. But ultimately, you know, you're going to have to persevere through that close and deal with all that. Then the buyer is going to have to go through if it's a lend, if they're buying it through a lender process called underwriting, where all of their financial history, their work life now, their current finances are all going to be considered to to know whether or not that lender is actually going to underwrite the loan and say, hey, we're going to stand under this loan and we're going to support this uh, with some finances for the buyer to be able to purchase the home. Uh, Sometimes underwriting, we don't get that information until three or four days before the deadline to close. So it may be a month in 30 days in, 40 days in before we ever know that we finally got the clear to close. And it can be a little unnerving, uh, unsettling, waiting on that information to come through. So that's why we say persevere through close because it is a perseverance. It's stick with it. Be patient. Uh, Stay calm. Don't feel overwhelmed. Um, And during any of this process, if there are issues with repairs, if there are issues with the appraisal, if there are issues with underwriting, there's going to be opportunities for renegotiation to take place. Uh, the sales price could change. The deadline, the deadline to close could change, could change. Uh, possession of the home, all kinds of different things are involved that during this closing process, uh, this persevering through close, renegotiation could happen for any or all the elements of the agreed upon sales contract. So just be prepared that once you've signed all the paperwork that says it's sold, you can't wipe your brow and go, hey, that's done. I'm so glad that we're taking care of that. Um, No, you might need to renegotiate during this. So persevere through close so that you can ultimately get to number six, and that is pursue your future. You decided to sell your home for a reason. 
Maybe it was a great, fantastic reason. You're moving to be near your grandkids. Uh, you're getting to move to the beach. Maybe it's you're moving uh, for your dream job. Maybe you're moving back to be closer to your parents or your grandparents. There's a lot of different variety of reasons why you're moving, but you're hopefully moving for really good reasons. And so it's time for you to pursue that future so that you can live where you really want to live. You need to move out. Even if you're still going to be in the house until it closes, put in your mindset that you've moved out. You're just a guest in this home. This is no longer your home. You're taking care of it as you would if you were a guest living in your best friend's home for a month while they're on a trip to Europe. You're going to take care of it probably better than your own home. So live in this home as if you've already moved out. Then you can move on. Once your stuff is packed and the house is closed, you're able to move on to what's next for you, to live where you really want to live, whether it's in the same community or just a different home, or you're moving across state lines, whatever that may be, move on and take those memories with you. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the home to where you have regrets about moving out and moving on but move on so that you're able to focus and live in the present where you're currently living and then move in, move in and fully live where it is you're living now. Move in there, begin your own new memories with that, make, have fun, make it your own, um, but pursue that future so that you can live where you really want to live in the home that you really want to live in. Even if it's temporary, you're saying, well, I can't find the home I really want to live in will really live where you're living temporary. Maybe you're having to rent something for a while until your dream home is built or until you actually get where it is you need to be. The home you're moving into isn't quite ready yet. You bought one, the seller needed more time. So you've got to move somewhere. The point is pursue your future. Don't live in the past, move forward, move out, move on and move in. I hope that these elements of the home seller success path help you sell your home with confidence, partner with that professional, prepare your home, price your home, promote your home, persevere through clothes and pursue your future. I'll help you any way that I can with any one of these elements to get your home sold. If you're in my market in Northwest Mississippi or West Tennessee, reach out to me and let's talk about how I can serve you in getting your home sold with confidence. If you're not in my market, I can help you confidently find an agent who is able to help you in the market where you are to get your home sold. Have a blessed day. Hey, thanks for listening today. Make sure to check out the show notes for any links to websites I may have mentioned and for a transcript to this episode. If you're listening on podcast, but you'd rather watch it, you can discover it on our YouTube channel. Just look for Get Me Ready to Sell. You deserve to be confident in your home selling process. And if you have an agent already working with you, they should be helping you. If not, let's have a conversation to see how I may be able to help you get ready regardless of the market you're in. There are three things that you can do right now to get yourself ready to sell. Number one is visit readytosellscore.com. Choose a few statements and you'll discover how ready you may be or not to sell your home. Number two is to download the tips for preparing your home for sale. There's some items in there. I think we've covered them in a previous podcast, but you will want to see what those items are to make sure you're ready. And number three, schedule a conversation with me to develop a personalized plan to get you ready to sell your home. Have a blessed day.